This episode is Curveball. Thank you, friends, for joining me again. And I'm coming in with a word of curveballs. We all have them. It happens more frequently than we like. But I think we need to understand that that is the part of the life cycle. And the sooner that we embrace it, the better off we are. And life will throw us many great curveballs and not so great curveballs. But I want to keep the conversation energetically light and focus on the positive. And I want to share with you when I uh, had my first daughter 20, almost five years ago, I was preparing to have a little boy as I was told and I had everything blue. And when this person arrived, she was a she and I had all blue things. And back then in the early 90s, it was so pivotal to have girls in pink and boys in blue. We are not in the world we are today. So young people who are listening to this, just relax and realize we were at a different space and time. So at that particular time, I thought I liked the name Taylor. And if I think back to it, I like Taylor because even then it was gender fluid. And one of the characters on Bold and the Beautiful, her name was uh, Taylor. She had long uh, brunette hair and she just had a way about her that I really liked. But I still thought that was still a good name for a boy too. So I got prepared and had everything for this little boy. And a little before I gave birth to my daughter, I had a dream that I delivered a kitten. I know that sounds really crazy. And women, if you've delivered kids and you've had crazy lucid dreams, you can and you can identify. I'm I just just know that I'm not a crazy person here. <laughs> but shortly before I delivered my daughter, I had a dream that I gave birth to a kitten. And this kitten was a girl. And I picked this kitten up just like the Lion King. I picked her up high in the air and I examined her and I was just in awe and I knew she was a girl and I thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. But I had so much love for her because she was my beautiful kitten. Again, I'm still a human having a baby and in my, at the dream, this baby kitten is my baby. So I fast forward a few weeks and it wasn't too terribly long and I had my daughter. You heard it, daughter, not Taylor, the little fellow. And she and I were at the hospital for a little bit of length of time because she was born prematurely and she had a problem uh, latching on. Her um, her skills of uh, sucking the bottle weren't developed at that time. And we had to try to get her to nurse and do other things to encourage her to eat. So we were wrapping up our stay and before we were leaving, they said, hey, mom, and I'm a brand new mom and I'm trying to figure out how all these things are working and people are buzzing in and out of my room and I'm trying to keep it all together. And my sister comes to visit and at the time of someone in the office at the hospital came up and said, you know, we're doing her paperwork for Social Security, your birth certificate, and we need a name. And I was astonished. I could not think of a name. I looked at this beautiful, beautiful little baby girl. Oh my gosh, she just took my breath away. And I'm looking at her in her little crib and she's just giggling. And the thing that was so interesting at that time too was when she was born, she was so talkative. And I had had a C-section of, of, of um, I had a labor who just did not progress. 
and uh, she was born via C-section. And I was devastated because a new mom and I had a birth plan and a C-section wasn't in it. And I remember I wanted to go to Lamaze class so bad. But at that particular point in time, I didn't have a partner. I mean, me and her dad weren't together in partnership with her birth. And I just knew I was going to have this vaginal delivery. Well, that didn't happen either. Another curveball. And it took me a while to really understand that the most important thing that happened that day was I became a mom. And me and that baby girl, we came home together healthy. And we came home alive. Because at that time, unbeknownst to me, that the infant mortality rate and the mortality rate of young mothers, especially African-American mothers, in the city I resided in was very low and it wasn't in our favor. And even with her being born prematurely and me having eclampsia, I still was able to successfully get her and myself home and care for her at home. And she thrived. She didn't lose weight. She was relatively healthy. Um, And we thrived despite all the odds. And the curveball of me thinking I was going to have a little boy, well, I soon got over it. Because I had this wonderful, beautiful baby girl and my daughter was only five pounds, two ounces. And she literally looked like a baby doll. She was so tiny. And the the biggest child I've delivered was six pounds and I think six ounces. And that's my youngest daughter that's 17. So to me, (laughs) when I see babies that are over six pounds, they look fat to me because I don't know what a little, you know, I've always had these little shroom babies. I digress. But again, you know, I had to overcome what my expectations were in the pre-planned idea of what I thought my birth would look like and what this daughter would be. And that curveball prepared me for so many different things. You know, any new parent will tell you the first year of life is very interesting for everyone involved. But moreover than that, I can see in my lens of now 25 years plus parenting that the bigger thing was that we came home healthy and happy. And that was huge. And there are going to be obstacles that happen within your life that you plan for and you're organized and you're set for it, and then you get a curveball. And how will you adjust? And I think what we have to do is monitor our inner self thermostat. And by that, I mean to make sure that we're regularly checking in with ourselves. So therefore, when we do have these changes in temperature of our lives, that we can adjust and that we don't often go from zero to 100, that we recalibrate. And there are things that will definitely and should get your pressure to to rise and get be be a little bit excited, right? But but I'm talking about the smaller things. Like you ordered a cake and the cake isn't what exactly you ordered. You know, and and how do you, do you still have the party? Do you not? Or the friend who was supposed to do something with you and they don't do their share. Do you still not do your part? So we are in times, especially now, where things are extremely unexpected. And that brings me to the bigger picture. Allow for some flexibility and be forgiving to yourself. 
we are only human. We are all doing the best we can. And while we may think that other people are getting up with our names on their agenda just to make us miserable, I assure you that's probably not the case here. And there's more at play with that. But make sure that in the bigger scheme of things, when you look over your day, you really factor what really matters the most and what you truly can control. Because a lot of things, if we really stand back, are not really within our control. We can't control what others do. We only can control ourselves. So if we take that time and get bent out of shape what others do, we'll constantly be subjected to what other people do to us instead of us looking at a situation to say, okay, what can I do to make it better for me? So I just wanted to give you a brief nugget and let you know that the curveballs will always be there and just adjust accordingly. All right. Have a great day, my friends. Namaste.